Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. Because it's still the holiday season when we are recording this, and we have both been doing some traveling, what we want to do for this week is rerun for you an episode that was the first episode of a series that we did on truth, because we feel like entering into this new year armed with a commitment to seek and to speak truth and to pursue truth is incredibly important, not only in our spiritual lives, because Jesus is the truth, but also just to navigate this cultural and political climate we're in. We hope that this will be a good reminder for us and for you as well to enter 2023 with a very deep desire to know and to embrace the truth. Hey, everybody, we're glad that you're with us today, and we're going to jump into a new subject and spend at least a couple of episodes on the subject of truth, Mm. because Mm. it's in short supply (laughs) in this world, and it's so important as believers to value the truth and speak the truth and discern the truth. That's right. Yeah. All those things. No, that's good. So my lead-in question was going to (laughs) be, I was going to ask Luann if she had ever gotten busted for lying when she was a kid, and this angelic person sitting across from me can't remember one time when she ever told a lie. No, You and George Washington. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, first of all... First of all, I can't remember my childhood very much. Honest to Pete, I just can't. My one sister, man, she could rattle oh, off so I much stuff too. that we did. I'm like, what? I remember probably swearing once and getting my mouth washed off with soap. <laughs> but anyway, I don't remember. Yeah. I was very shy. I was very, very quiet. Well, shy as a kid. people can lie too. Well, sure they can. But <laughs> look, she's trying to force me to tell you. No, no, she, no, it's I okay. Because I've got enough stories. Go ahead. I didn't lie much because I think I've shared before, I was kind of obsessed with what was true. And my mom, whoa, honesty was probably the top of her list of things she wanted to instill in us. So (laughs) she was really come down hard on any kind of lying. But I remember when I was a little kid that my friends in the neighborhood, sometimes we would get an idea that we wanted to go to a movie or something like that, but we didn't have any money. So we would go door to door and ask people if we could wash cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'd try to scrounge up enough to go (laughs) do whatever we wanted to do. Well, one day, one of the girls had enough money for all of us. So she said, well, I'll just pay for it. And we asked our parents about that. And my mom was like, no, you have to earn it yourself. You're not going to take her money. So we just hung out and didn't wash cars. But then we indicated that we had. And I mean, my mom always knew, always knew. So that was one situation when I was a little kid. When I was a teenager, it usually involved the guy who's now my husband, Joe. He was four years older. And so he was a college student and had his own apartment. And at least back in those days in the 70s, it was socially unacceptable, apparently, for a girl (laughs) to go to a guy's apartment. So there were many lies. about that. But that was before I was a believer, by the way. But now lying is a a very big deal to me. 
So Stand what's up. going on in the culture makes me crazy. Yes. Because there's so many lies floating around out there. And when I was thinking about even these silly stories from my youth, what I realized is that the times I lied, and I think the times that anyone lies, it's because we value something more than we value the truth. Mm. Like I value getting to go to the movies oh, yeah. mm-hmm. more than I value yes. telling the truth. If you look at even the lies in our culture, and we're going to go where angels fear to tread with this series about some specific issues that are kind of hot button issues right now. But before we do that, we want to kind of lay a foundation. And part of that foundation, I believe, is recognizing that people lie because they want something. Yes. And they want it more than they want the truth. But truth is a part of God's character. Well, I think lying too is to cover up. You know, yeah. Obviously, you're, always, obviously you're, but covering you're covering it up because you want what something you, yeah. you want what you want. Yeah. Now I can remember Lee, as you're talking more. I can remember lying, obviously, as a teenager and all that. Oh, but, so you lied about lying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just one second to think about it. But anyway, I just think that we lie and people lie because they're covering up. The truth, and then I think what what you're talking about as far as in the culture even today, with so much, just so much, so much twisting of the truth is just causing really chaos. Oh, absolutely. And I think we'll be able to spot that as we get into some of the specific issues. One of the scriptures that I immediately thought of was John 3, says, the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But Hmm. he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. There really is an issue of light and darkness. I I was going to say, we could just like end right there. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, that just gives you the answer. Mm -hmm. There is darkness and there is light. Anytime that we're tempted to tell lies, believe lies, yes, because it's convenient or it makes us feel good or it props up our opinion, mm-hmm. we need to realize that's darkness and where it's coming it's from. In John 8, and this is Jesus speaking, he's talking to the Pharisees and he said, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Wow, that's another one. So there are no innocent lies, really, because lies align us with the will of Satan. Mm Mm-hmm not the will of God. I mean, Jesus made it pretty clear whose side you're playing on. Yes, right. And when you use it, when you say it like that, we're aligning ourselves, then that's our responsibility. Yeah. And now we just aligned ourselves Mm -hmm. with the enemy of our own soul. People like to say, oh, there's no black or white. There's just gray. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jesus said. He pretty much said there's light and there's darkness. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And actually he rebuked the the lukewarm. Yeah. He did. That's right. That's kind of the gray. Yeah. The shades Mm -hmm. of gray, if you use the phrase. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what, that's exactly what he rebuked. Yeah. The wishy-washy. Yeah. When you're lukewarm, I can't work with that. You need to be hot or cold. Sometimes, especially right now, discerning truth 
is such a huge issue because sometimes people aren't intentionally, obviously, believing lies. Mm -hmm. They just aren't either taking the time or just don't know what the truth is or what the Bible says. So how would you explain how we discern? Well, I know one thing uh, that's really good. I think Mm -hmm. one way is not by emotions. And I think that's what has happened. We are responding so much as a nation and as a people with our emotions Mm -hmm. first, and then it causes massive havoc because we're not stepping back and seeing the situation. And you ask the question, how do you know if something is the truth? Is that what you Mm -hmm. just asked? Mm -hmm. I think that, again, I have to go with scripture. (laughs) You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Okay, so there is truth. We live in a society and the culture has been like this for quite some time that everything's... um, No absolutes. There's no absolutes. Once that starts to infiltrate the culture, then there's no truth. That's right. If someone tells you there's no absolute, well, then you're just telling me right there that nothing is the truth. Yeah. Have you ever encountered someone personally or you're talking to them and they'll disagree with you or present a view that just seems wacky, but then they follow it with, but that's my truth. Oh, yeah. No, right. Where is that? Like, what is that? I don't know what that is. To be honest, I don't know what that is. Well, that is that whole thing. I don't want any absolutes. So there's my truth and there's your truth. There you go. And truly, I'm glad that we're talking about this. I just think that we have got to go back to the truth. And the truth is in the Word of God. The truth is Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And as you quoted a minute ago, Jesus said it's his truth that sets us free. Mm -hmm. So it is related to hope. Yeah, very much Very much. How can (laughs) we have hope? If it's just based on wishy-washy lies or our own truth that may or may not be true, without absolutes, how can you have hope? That's exactly right. Yeah, because your your foundation is weak. And I have the verses about Jesus talking about building our house on a rock. I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute. But back to this thing of how you can discern truth. This is just some little piece of trivia that I discovered, <laughs> that researchers say that the average person speaks between 7,000 and 20,000 words every day. I don't think they've met my husband because seriously, I don't think he's, <laughs> he speaks 7,000 words in a month. But if that's an, okay, if that's the average of how much we, we all speak, imagine how much we're hearing, not just personally as we're out and about with people, but with social media, yeah. with 24 hour news, you know, it didn't used to be that way, but it is now. So we are taking in a huge quantity of words yes, and ideas and opinions. Are. So this whole issue of how to discern truth is super huge. Mm-hmm. I looked up lots of verses about yes, truth, and there's definitely two things that jump to the top. And the first one is the Holy Spirit. Yes. And if you're a, a believer, a follower yes. of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to me that Jesus told his disciples right before he was getting ready to be crucified that he was going to send them a helper, the Holy Spirit. But he Mm -hmm. described a helper as the spirit of truth. He could have said the spirit of, well, he is called the comforter in other places, the helper, the comforter. But in that place, he described him as the spirit of truth. And then he goes on in the next chapter, John 16, and says, when the spirit of truth Hmm. comes, which he comes to all of us when we accept Christ, okay? So when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So to me, that's a promise. Very much so. That when we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, he will guide us into all the truth. That's right. 
I had that scripture written down too. So as you're of reading it, you <laughs> as you're reading it, I'm looking at mine. But mm-hmm. I know that it says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So when he came, mm-hmm. he was guiding us into all the truth. So the Holy Spirit is roaming the earth right now. Jesus yeah. is gone. The Holy Spirit is here mm-hmm. and he is the one that's guiding us. But when we live in a culture that is screaming, when you have them screaming that there's no absolute and you have them screaming, it's my truth. And we listen to the chatter so much and we don't step back and get in the word yeah. and read what that truth is over maybe that topic. Mm-hmm. Then we're just going to shout out what we feel, what we think, yeah. and it's not going to be covered in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And we're not going to sit back and listen to the guidance. Mm-hmm. He wants to guide us through that circumstance or situation. Yeah, you're right. And it's causing craziness. When somebody guides you, you choose whether you're going to be guided. Correct. Whether <laughs> yeah. you follow that or not. Correct. Right. And, yes. and it's almost like in our world, there are a million signals coming at us. And yes. with a radio, you have to tune it to the station you want to listen to. I think in the same way, we have to be attuned to the Holy Spirit yes. so that His voice is more clear and more mm-hmm. loud than all the other millions of voices out there. Yes. I mean, how often do we stop, and I'm saying this about myself too, mm-hmm. when something happens or there's something on the news and just say, God, what do you think about that? Yeah. Not or, often enough. Right. I or mean, stop and say something's not right about that. Yeah. And pursue it. Think it through. Mm-hmm. Look it up in the Word. Isn't there like a saying, if you say the lie so often it becomes the truth? I've heard that a bazillion times. Yeah, if you, you, te- you yeah, tell a lie so in many, your own mind, you believe it's you'll true. You'll start to believe that it's true oh, when gosh, you hear it that, You see that everywhere. People are very passionate about lies. Yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> yes. the lies they believe. Yes, correct. You know, they'll die for that's, lies. That's what I mean. Obviously, we've talked a lot about it already, but the second way we can know and discern what's true, again, is through God's Word. Mm-hmm. And John seventeen seventeen, Jesus prayed for His followers, and He said, Sanctify them in the truth. Your Word is truth. Yes, I, yeah, I bet too. you had that. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, you know why? <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> because it's, it's true. true. <laughs> and you know what? Can I just say, when you Google oh, Scripture yeah. truth, there's a ton of them. I think that's just what we're trying to get to at this point right now before we dive into stuff about this whole foundation of truth. If we would take 10 minutes of our time, maybe a little bit more than that, and Google truth, scriptural truth, they'll give you a ton of them. Mm -hmm. You can make your case. That's right. Unto God and unto others. Let Mm -hmm. us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Mm-hmm. So if we're just talking about loving somebody, and that was in 1 John 3, 18, I'm just pulling it out because I had written it down. Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Mm-hmm. So to me, that says you love people with action and it says in truth. We were talking about this in my Bible study the other day. When we withhold truth and with withhold speaking the truth to somebody, we do them no no good. No, we're not loving them. Correct. There you go. And that's yeah. the part of he's talking about loving them. Yeah. In action and in truth. Yep. Psalm 119, that whole psalm, which is oh, I love it. goes on forever and ever, yeah, it's it wonderful. <laughs> Most of it is about God's word. It mm-hmm. says, the sum of your word is truth. Oh, that settles yeah. it right there for me. Yes. I think really that's good. what sets Christ followers apart from the world mm-hmm. is that we have staked our claim that God's word is true. Yes. And it makes us look weird today, mm-hmm. but I don't care. I know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. once you know it, you can't unknow it. Yeah. There's so much security, so much peace, so much hope in knowing that God's word is reliable, 
and that it's true. Yes. yes. I don't have to agonize over all these issues because God speaks clearly on it and I have yes. chosen to believe him. Yeah, that's exactly um, right. And that should be the answer. Jesus said, for this I have been born and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. And he was talking to Pilate. This was his interchange with Pilate. And he says, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Mm -hmm. So if we're willing to listen, Mm -hmm. he will speak to these issues in our lives. But interesting, in this whole interchange, the next thing says, then Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? So Pilate, even back then, they had the same kind of deal going on. Mm -hmm. And what is truth? And we don't know his inflection of his voice when he asked that. Oh, right, but correct. I'm assuming it was kind of like we would hear today. I'm like, ha, what is truth? Right. Think about that whole scenario. You had people are screaming for Jesus to be crucified. Mm-hmm. Pilate's trying to make a decision. He's got Jesus here telling him that he's the truth. And then he sits there and says, well, what's the truth? I've got these people yelling yeah, at that's me. True. And I got you telling me that you're the truth. And that's exactly what's going on in, in the nation and in, in society. People screaming that mm-hmm. this is the truth. And yet Jesus is trying to say, but wait a minute. This is the truth. This is the truth. I am the truth. Yes. And you've got to choose. You have to stake a claim in one of those two places. Again, to me, there's no looking back. I would not trade the treasure of God's word and the indwelling presence of his spirit to lead me for anything. Right. I did think of that story. I alluded to it a minute ago. Remember, Jesus was a carpenter, so Mm -hmm. I think he knew some things about building houses. (laughs) So he was talking about building a house either on sand or on Mm -hmm. the rock, the rock representing him and Mm -hmm. his truth. And this is what he said. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the Mm. fall of it. Mm. So it's pretty clear there. And and when you think about the hurricanes and the storms that are beating in our lives right now, Mm -hmm. it's getting pretty stormy out there. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You know what? When you were saying that, I could hear an entire message from that scripture. Oh, yeah. Because of the storms of our lives and the things that people are dealing with and going through. Mm -hmm. And then we top it all off with, we're being bombarded with issues that we are arguing or whatever about mm-hmm. those are storms. And, That's right. And we either have our foundation, which is the rock of Jesus Christ. Our foundation is either on the rock or it's going to be wishy-washy. When did the word change? <laughs> yeah. It never right. changes. Yeah, that's right. And that's what gives us our security. Mm-hmm. And so if the word is never changing, then we actually don't have an excuse. No, we, we don't. don't. If we are choosing to believe things that are in opposition to God's word, it's because it's not convenient for us mm-hmm. or there's something we're valuing more mm-hmm. than that truth. That's good. I remember back when Hurricane Michael was a big hurricane that hit the Gulf Coast in 2018, I think it was, and it was a Category 5. 
And it was aiming right at a, an area of the Gulf Coast that is very dear to my heart, mm. <laughs> right in the Panama City Beach area where oh, we yeah. would vacation when I was a kid. And I actually accepted Christ on the beach in Pensacola. Oh, yes. So I have a lot of great memories, thing. and I was just watching it very closely. It made landfall in a little town called Mexico Beach. I remember watching after it, and that whole area was flat as a pancake. Dang. I mean, it, everything was wiped out except one house sitting right on the beach. And this guy had built this house to be hurricane proof and it, it would withstand winds of 250 miles an hour. Holy moly. Okay. So they were describing the house. It was concrete. It had all these special windows and it said that it was built on pilings that were 40 feet long. Wow. So like 40 feet down, down, into, the, down mm-hmm. into the ground. And it was so amazing just to see that one house was untouched. Not oh, a broken window. My. Goodness. Nothing had absolutely no damage. It cost that guy a lot of money to build that house. They were mm-hmm. talking about how much more it costs than a normal house. Yes. And it just was a picture to me of that should be us yes. now. Every believer in Christ ought mm-hmm. to be like that concrete house mm-hmm. where no matter what comes at us, our pilings are so deep deep mm-hmm. and long. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to cost us. I was just going to say, it will cost you to have that kind of relationship yeah. with Jesus. It cost him financially. It cost mm-hmm. us time, commitment, discipline. It does. Yeah. And right now in our world, we're going to be attacked. Oh, very much so. Yes. I felt so much spiritual attack when I was preparing for these next podcasts. Yeah. And that to me was telling. The Satan ought to know by now. That just makes me more determined <laughs> right? <laughs> to know that we're on the right track. Yes. But it, it does cost you because yes. these ideas that we're going to share on some of these topics are not popular. Right. Correct. Not at all. But if I can go back to what you just said, yes. I got chills when you were talking about that house. Um, my father was a carpenter and he used to tell me, you know, Lou, when you're building a house, you go down 30 feet. Wow. For the foundation so that it holds. So this gentleman on the beach went 10 feet deeper. Right. Because he knew that the winds would be stronger. And the waves. And mm-hmm. all of that, if he's going to withstand a 5K, a, mm-hmm. a five, no, it's 5K, what's it called? Five uh, category. Category. Five. Okay. So when you think about that, this man is already thinking about the storms that could come, a natural storm. Mm-hmm. And so he wants his house to be 40 feet deep. He mm-hmm. wants that foundation to be deep. Well, we know right now, I don't care what age you are, we know storms are coming. Wouldn't it be wise for us to go deeper now and to take our life, our private personal life with Jesus and go deeper in our foundation with him? And so maybe you're at 30 feet, but maybe it'd be wise to go 10 more feet. (laughs) Yeah, go 40. Because the bombarding of the culture is so strong that it is turning the hearts of those who believe in Jesus. It's in the church. So to me, the foundation has been cracked and it could easily be broken. It could be weathered Mm -hmm. because we haven't, I don't know. Maintained it. Look, I maintained Mm -hmm. it. Hey, I have struggled in this area, but I am realizing more and more that if I don't keep up with the foundation of my belief, it is so easy to say, I'm out of here. I don't want to do this. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to quit. Th- then there's nothing there. Yeah. 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 The, the other thing about this house was that it was ugly as sin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, wasn't thinking it, of that. I mean, it was ugly. I mean, to me, it was kind of ugly. 
<laughs> but when you're in a category five, hey, you don't care how, no. how ugly it is. And you know what? All the, the pretty st- houses were flat. Yeah. And, but you know what it made me think of was that Jesus said, if the world hated me, it's going to hate you. Yes. And to the world, they may look at our life and think that doesn't look like any fun. I mean, mm-hmm. why would anybody be that religious, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing? Yeah. What the world may consider a big, ugly, concrete house is actually the safest place to be Absolutely. <laughs> in a storm. No, yeah. So I think that when we are challenged with this whole mm-hmm. understanding of truth, obviously we could talk for days and days about this because we are living in such turmoil and where everything is twisted. Mm-hmm. So unless your foundation is deep in his word, you could easily say, well, you know what? That's just the way they are. Yeah, so I would challenge in this next week, if there are some issues in your life that you sense that you're a little wishy-washy on, Mm -hmm. you're not quite sure if what you're hearing on the news is really true, take that time to ask God. And open his word, Mm -hmm. like Luann suggested, Mm -hmm. Google it. Yeah. What does Mm -hmm. the Bible say? There's a site I use a lot called openbible.com, I think. But take the time to do it. We just can't mess around with this stuff or our brains will get wonky. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, as a teacher, when I was a teacher, Mm -hmm. and I was talking so much to those kids about sex and sleeping around and all of that, Mm -hmm. they were so hungry for the truth. Yeah. And even just recently when I had to talk to those junior boys and talking to them about pornography and stuff, they were so hungry to understand what the truth was in just that one topic that they were hanging on to what I was saying. Because there's supernatural power in truth. Yes, it's exactly. based on God's right. word. So That's even right. if people seem like they're rejecting it, before I became a Christian and I was around Christians in college, they would have never guessed that that God was doing something in me because I would argue all the time with them. Oh yeah. But inside, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I was attracted to their confidence yes. and their peace. I also saw when, as a teacher, we had somebody come in and talk to the kids about his school. And I watched those kids respond to every action of this person. And then when he left, I said, you guys, I was watching you and you holding on to every word he was saying. He could have said something that was so not right and you were holding on. Because oh, he was very charismatic. Very and yeah, I had that and I, personality, like yes, a salesman. Sure. And I said, you see how fast it could turn on you. Yeah. Well, Satan is the master deceiver. Yes. As so, you read earlier. Yeah. And yes. A, a liar, a deceiver. So yes. he, he's good at it. He's had a long time to practice. Very so. much so. But we're going to uh, continue with the truth. Right. And we're going to tackle some hot button issues. Yes. So we hope you'll tune in again next week. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.